0: Do we want to pause and listen to that back? Because I feel like I hear kind of an echo. You hear an echo? An echo. Echo. Echo.
1: Yeah, I kind of hear that. Do you hear an echo? 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 I don't hear it when you talk. It's when I talk. I only hear it when I talk. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. Hmm. That's why I kind of want to... Let me see. If I talk closer to the mic like this, you don't hear it as much, right? Well, I don't hear it with you at all. Oh, right. This is really thrilling. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter. Today we will catch up on what we've been watching. We'll travel through mountainous roads with Nomadland. And we'll have a pop quiz about the Oscars and Nomadland. So without further ado, let's run that back. There's Bruce. Haven't seen... um, Actually, this is our first time in... Over a year that we're doing an in-person episode, so Matt and I are together, no longer are you on Zoom, and so Bruce is here. Well, we are on the Zoom. Right, because we use a Zoom recorder to record this. Right. And we never even used Zoom. At all. At all. We only used FaceTime. Right. (laughs) So pretty much everything I just said, none of it was right.
0: As per usual.
1: Yeah, we'll see if that continues throughout the episode. Super excited though to be in person hopefully it'll uh make us agree more often.
0: I don't know I do not foresee that uh-oh, okay, so
1: you guys know how it works first off, we're gonna talk about what 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 we've been watching okay now that the stroke is done so <laughs> what have we what have you been watching?
0: I rewatched brooklyn nine nine in all, all of it yep in anticipation of the eighth and final season.
1: When's that coming out? Next month.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's soon. Little Bruce Man, you're
1: going to have to decide are you going to be in? Oh, you brought me. He brought me a toy. Yeah.
0: Little Bruce Man, you're going to have to decide are you in or out? Matt, copyright. Oh, sorry. You cannot sing that song. Sorry. What
1: is that from though? Pop Quiz. Is that from Oh my god, I want to say Aladdin too. Like Aladdin King of thieves what is it
0: aladdin three no aladdin and the king of thieves no
1: i was right about that movie not the number yeah what was number two return of jafar and what was number four jafar may need glasses that's a family guy joke from from years ago that copyright is hilarious <laughs> oh man i can't believe i remember that because i used to watch that on vhs back in the it's day. on
0: disney plus i watched it the other
1: day is it any good uh yeah I got to watch that. Robin,
0: Robin Williams didn't come back for the sequel, uh-huh. but he came back for the, the third, third one. one. Yeah,
1: man. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Maybe that'll be on my, what have you been watching the next episode? So is, was Brooklyn Nine-Nine just as good as you always remembered it? It's the best. It's the absolute best. I
0: love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love Charles Boyle every, like more every time yes. I watch it. Yes. Um, And I just absolutely cannot get enough of Doug Judy.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. The Pontiac Bandit and
0: Trudy Judy, all of it. You, I mean, I, I want to see butts. <laughs> him
1: and him and Jake uh, Doug Judy and Jake Peralta's relationship just throughout the entire Phenomenal. series is fantastic, and the way that just everyone is always just so they find it so strange. Yeah. how much they love each
0: other. <laughs> it's almost a perfect ensemble.
1: Yeah, we're and honestly, I think from the first episode. It's just stayed the same exact quality because I love Parks and Rec. I probably love Parks and Rec more than Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But you always, when you tell someone, oh, you should watch Parks and Rec, you always have to be like, just get through the first season. It's like there's only six episodes and it gets better. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is pretty much, it's the show from the
0: beginning. They don't change anything. Yeah, they kind of hit their stretch. They tweak little things. Right. Um, Rosa's voice changes. I didn't realize until I went back and watched really? the first season. Her voice is a little bit closer to her, act- to the actress's actual speaking her voice. Her actual speaking the voice first- is very high. Right. In the very first episode, the pilot episode, there's a third detective. Oh. It's like Hitchcock, Scully, and one other yes, lady. I do remember that. And Holt gets more and more jovial through, right throughout the like as it goes right but other than that it's
1: pretty much exactly the same yeah you know other than these uh this handful of things that have definitely changed it's pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> right
0: exactly <laughs> trying to think of what else i uh i watched we uh the mass singer finished any any special surprises from the mass singer for you um for the final three on the finale i
1: was three for three. Oh, is that impressive um yeah Wow. Yeah.
0: Really? I was two for three. Um, I can edit that out. No one has to know that. (laughs) But I got Wiz Khalifa pretty early on. Is that why you were listening to Wiz Khalifa earlier today? Yeah, because they referred to him as a 10-time Grammy nominee,
1: and I was like, 10? If you would have asked me how many Grammys
0: I thought he was nominated for, I would not have said that. He was Carrie's favorite throughout the entire season. Oh, okay. The Chameleon. Right. And... uh. So when, you know, he was revealed, Carrie said, uh, maybe I should listen to Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> but he's singing on the show.
1: It's not like he's rapping on the show. No, he, he rapped everyone. Oh, yeah. he did? Yeah. Okay.
0: But like I was telling her, it's almost, I don't want to say cheating, but he did a Snoop Dogg song. So you kind of do Snoop Dogg's voice. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, you, yeah. So this most recent episode is the first time that I felt like he actually sounded like him. Right. And there's certain other people. That, like, there have been a couple other rappers on it. Like, Lil Wayne, it doesn't matter what you sing or rap, like, that sounds like Lil Wayne. From the first syllable that came out of the dragon's mouth. So, the song that the dragon sang was uh, Mama Said Knock You Out by LL Cool J. Okay. Starts with, don't call it a comeback. Right. By the time he said, don't, I was like, that's Busta Rhymes. (laughs) And you were right. Yes, yes, I was. Okay.
1: And so you got Wiz Khalifa and Buster Rhymes.
0: Well, Buster Rhymes was last season, but oh, I got I Wiz see, Khalifa, and the winner was the piglet. Okay. That I got was Nick Lachey.
1: How do you go about getting Nick Lachey correct?
0: Because they give you
1: clues. Oh. Uh, is he a backstreet boy? He's no. He was in 98
0: Degrees. Sometimes I completely forget 98 Degrees existed. (laughs) And then the one that I was like, you know what? I think it could be, but it was after someone had already guessed. So Uh, I'm giving myself credit, but was JoJo. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we
1: were able to go through that for everyone (laughs) at home that maybe missed the last episode of The Masked Singer. Matt watched it. This is actually now a Masked Singer podcast. (laughs) So we're going to go through, start from the beginning
0: and then we haven't finished it yet we what we've watched most of the friends reunion
1: oh is that any
0: good like i said we're not finished with it yet right. but yes it is it's a lot of fun
1: awesome did did they drastically change any of the characters or anything like that like any things about their storylines and stuff it like comes back cuz like you know how like the force awakens just actively ruined every storyline
0: so you think they made another season of friends Oh, it's just them hanging out. Yes, oh. and talking about the show. Okay. And James Corden interviewing them. Okay. And they did a few table reads of like popular episodes, mm-hmm. and it's like they're in it. Perfect. Like just jump back. At- I mean, they to played see, the characters for to ten see years. Two thousand and twenty-one. Lisa Kudrow playing Phoebe mm-hmm. is like not a day has passed. Wow.
1: And the only thing that helps you know that time has actually passed is that Joey has full-on gray hair.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, they all look much older. Well, it's because they aged,
1: <laughs> and that's what happens.
0: Except... Um, David Schwimmer. Well, you know what? The men have aged. Yeah. Lisa Kudrow looks like she might be five to seven years older than she was. <laughs> okay. Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox <laughs> don't look much older than they were when it ended. Man, you just saying
1: Courtney Cox just makes me wish that... There was a new Scream movie being made by Wes Craven, but unfortunately, there's just a new Scream movie being made by some other people.
0: Is it Rob Zombie? No. (laughs) Because if it were Wes Craven, he would have to be a zombie. Right, of course, because sadly, he is no longer with us.
1: Yeah, well, yes, exactly. I think he's in Zack Snyder's newest movie.
0: (laughs) The one we should be talking about today.
1: But we're not, okay? Funny enough, I haven't watched much since I thought you were gonna last say, time. I haven't watched no <laughs> 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 funny enough, I just didn't even watch it. I watched Army of the dead <laughs> no, but i I haven't watched much since the last time we spoke because we're just kind of in between shows like Dylan came back. he has us watching Attack on Titan, which is an anime that's very popular. um Are you enjoying it? Yeah, so far, it's pretty cool um. I mean, I still don't know what's going on yet, so we'll have to see what's happening there. But <laughs> I'm only four seasons in. <laughs> <laughs> four episodes, funny enough, and then we've been watching tons of Triple D, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I say tons. We've watched like three episodes, but that's on Discovery Plus, and it's just such a great thing to put on while you're just like eating. I haven't been watching much, unfortunately. Probably, like I said last time, I'm going to start up The Handmaid's Tale and stuff sometime soon once we get the courage up.
0: In the new season? Come yeah. Out.
1: Yeah, it did. But what I did watch was Land because that was our assignment. Matt did try to wiggle himself out of it. I suggested I said, it at the last minute that we switch to Army of the Dead. Which, we always have time to do Army of the Dead, but I really wanted to see Land. And I kind of liked the idea of forcing Matt to watch Land when he didn't want to. And I feel like that's very much going to skew his opinions. I don't know, though. We'll see. Just some background on Nomadland, it was written, directed, and edited by Chloe Zhao. It's starring Francis McDormand, David Stratham, Linda May, Swanky, among others. Yeah, they were actual nomads. Yeah, most people in this movie were actually not actors. Right. They were people that actually lived this lifestyle. Yeah, they should. It was pretty much Francis McDormand and David Stratham were like Mm -hmm. the only actors. Right. I completely disagree with you, but <laughs> we're gonna keep moving on by the way. This thing, what would you what would you guess the budget was on this movie?
0: Forty million dollars.
1: Five million dollars. That's that's what it was. All they needed was the sun and their camera, pretty mm-hmm. much, and Francis McDormand. <laughs> So I can just tell by the tone and the smile on your face right now how much you're gonna lay into this movie, and so I'm just gonna go ahead before anyone hears anything that Matt is about to say that I I loved this movie, I absolutely loved this movie. I thought the performances were exceptional, especially because most of them were not actors, which was incredible. It shows that Chloe Zhao knows how to get performances out of people. And I thought that the cinematography was beautiful, the music, the themes. I loved this movie so much.
0: Now you, Matt. I thought it was very fitting that this movie won the Oscar.
1: Expand on that.
0: Because Oscar lives in a garbage can and this movie was garbage. So here we are. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't dislike it that much, but I <laughs> thought of that line. <laughs>
1: should have been the invisible movie. Right, right. <laughs> I just want you to know before we get into what I guess is going to be a blood a a bloodthirsty debate. Why did I want to say bloodthirsty? A bloodbath. A bloodbath of a debate. I want to say that Bruce just walked into the room and licked the cup that I'm drinking out of yeah. which has RC Cola in it. Yeah. So that so Bruce literally just came in and took a sip of RC Cola. Yep. And now he's sitting here kind of like
0: sniffing around like where's the rest of the RC (laughs) Corolla. All right. Um, No, I didn't dislike it that much. Yeah. You got your joke. That's fun. I I was more impressed by it than I liked it. Yeah. The genre of movie that this is is Mm -hmm. not one that I particularly enjoy. Mm -hmm. That being said, like you said, it was beautiful. Francis McDormand was amazing. Yes. I don't know if I agree that the uh, nomad performances were exceptional. Uh-huh. I think it was very clear that they weren't actors, mm-hmm. but that's fine. It worked for the movie that mm-hmm. that um, that they existed in.
1: It almost felt like a documentary at some points. Right, like, well, it felt like Francis McDormand was like the interviewer in a way,
0: kind of. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, it got me excited for the Eternals. <laughs>
1: You saw that Chloe Zhao has some talent, and that she some talent. Yeah, she's very talented. You're right. I should. (laughs) That's not how I meant it. She's a very. She's a very good director. It it
0: genuinely was one of the best looking movies I've seen in a long Mm -hmm. time. It reminded me of uh, Terrence Malick a little bit. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the the
1: shots it was shot with such wide lenses, so many of the, so much of the movie, the landscapes in like you know you saw landscapes in like arizona and south dakota and like all these kind of midwestern states that i mean you could pull your iphone up at any point and you're gonna see some beautiful backdrop
0: and let's be honest if you want to watch an oscar-winning performance from frances mcdormand in a movie set in the dakotas (laughs) (laughs) is that where fargo is watch fargo But watch Nomadland as
1: well as a companion piece. They're very different movies on all accounts.
0: I like to think that Nomadland is a sequel.
1: <laughs> she just lost her accent completely. <laughs> I'm going to go work for Amazon. Um, I And you're 100% right that it did make me excited for the Eternals. And all it makes me think is I just hope to God that Marvel, like, let's... Let Chloe Zhao do what she wants with it. Like, obviously, it has to be a Marvel movie did still. Did you see but the trailer, though? I did. It
0: looks like Pretty. they let her do her thing.
1: Yes, and, like, and artsy and, and, like, and different. And then at the end of the trailer, it feels like a Marvel movie. But they had they have to do that. It's a Marvel movie. Um, so, anyway, but back to Nomadland. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like, some movies, I don't expect it to happen. But... I'm watching it and I don't know if it's the music and the the themes and the situations and like what's happening, but it, it just makes me emotional like th- this movie I felt like they did such a good job at expressing just kind of those existential questions of like what what's the meaning of your life as a human and like what what's what's like the right way to live your life and you know you have all these people that, Lose their jobs, want jobs, can't find jobs because it takes place during the big recession from like the early 2000s. It takes place then and there's just, you know, they can't like Frances McDormand. She she wants a job. She can work but can't find it. And she lives as this nomad in her van that travels state to state, jumping from from job job to job and, and living in her van and not down by the river not down by the river like Matt Foley from SNL. And and she she likes the life of being out in nature and living in her van and and not being tied down to a certain place and all that stuff and it just was so it was just so beautiful to me and and I know that you're right in the sense that like they're the other people weren't actors like obviously they were real people and but I felt like they just seemed so genuine. And there, there's a scene with, I believe it was Swanky, where she's talking about how she her plan is to get back up to Alaska um, before she dies. Because she's had all these moments throughout her life where she saw some beautiful event in nature. And she talks about like, the swallows Yeah, and, and as all she's that. speaking,
0: it sounds like it's the first sentence she's ever memorized <laughs> in her life.
1: It's just not true. But... It was just such a great, you know, moment of expressing, like, what's important to her in her life. And, like, you know, that might not be what other people find important. And later in the movie, when she sent the video to to Fern to show that she made it to where she was trying to get, that made me tear up. I was happy that she was able to do what she wanted. And I don't know. There was just so many great examples of showing how different people live their life and how yeah and just how it, and it just felt like very genuine and real to me.
0: I was talking about it with my SOB Austin.
1: Uh-huh. That's her his significant other's brother.
0: And he ref- referred to it as a slice of life movie. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I just there is a market for those movies. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I it, feel, you're not the market. I feel like it's wasted time. <laughs>
1: What you're saying is you you appreciate the filmmaking of it all. It was beautiful. It was and, very impressive. But this movie's not for you. Correct is what you're saying. Correct. Not really a fault on the movie. Me. You just you were never meant to be it, together.
0: Right. Right. I like movies with plot, meaning Captain
1: America's ass.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, but with some story and character growth mm-hmm, or. Mm-hmm. or or some sort of twist that I need to figure out. Right. Or some, this was literally, like you said, it was kind of more like a documentary. It was literally just, I'm going to follow this character mm-hmm. from A to B. Wherever that is. And the end of her journey is Z. Right. But we're not concerned with that. We're right. just concerned. And really, it wasn't even A to B. It was like... It's a part. It was like M to N. Right.
1: Yes. Very good. That's a very good example. That's Or the, a very good... What is that called? analogy sure and and what's funny is i love movies like that Mm -hmm. and so that's how we end up on this on this spectrum i guess because i love trying to find the meaning trying to find like what's the point of showing us just m to n because you get a through m you like get it from what they talk about yeah 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 and you can you have an idea of what n through z is gonna be And so I guess, you know, you're able to kind of put that all together. Right. And you're you're like, yeah, but where was Daniel Craig with a weird accent to solve the mystery of what happened to her town? (laughs) Like, that's all I'm wanting.
0: Why are you showing me this?
1: Because it it brings up the questions of what is the meaning of, of, of existence.
0: So then did it answer the questions that it posed?
1: It answered that for her... The idea of it is to not live your life remembering the past and to, you know, move forward and live your life and to live it without anything in front of you or holding you, constraining so you. So
0: she, at the end of the movie, when mm-hmm. she went back to the abandoned town. Right. Back w- to her house. Where her husband died. Mm-hmm. That was her letting go of
1: the past. It was. Because what she talked about was what she liked about her the backyard of her house was that behind her house, it was nothing but desert and all the way until the mountains. And it felt as if there was nothing stopping them. That's what she said about the feeling of being with her husband and living in that house. And what she realized is, you know, her husband died and she kind of stayed put in that house more just because she knew how much he loved it. And so it was to stay there and kind of just remember what it felt like to be with him and when he was alive. And then that town, the, the mine and the town closed and the whole zip code pretty much was gone. Well, the company owned
0: the town. Exactly.
1: And so like they, she had to leave and everything. I think her going back to the house was her saying her final, like goodbye to that idea of remembering who he was and keeping him alive through memory And more like, I'm going to honor him and his memory by living my life for me. And And she couldn't do
0: that without going back to the house.
1: That was just, it was her, it was a, uh, I don't want to say a metaphor, but it's like she made the, she had the idea that I'm going to do this. And so one last time I'm going to go to the house and enjoy it that one last time. And they specifically show her leaving out the back gate where now nothing is... You're so mad at me. I'm not mad at you. It's just (laughs) they specifically show her leave out the back gate where she said it felt like nothing was stopping them that way. So it's like she leaves to go forward with nothing in her way for whatever she wants her life to be. And the last shot is her driving out into the desert for whatever is coming. I just felt like it was perfect. (laughs) I felt like it was so perfect oh man and you know and me and you in in our family um you know during the great recession obviously we didn't have much of an impact like our family we didn't feel it as much as you know fern or or other people and seeing how different things affect different people and how You know, like like Austin said, it's a slice of life. You're getting to see moments in a completely different angle than you see it from. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. It tells me something. It gives me empathy and it gives me, I don't know, just a feeling of what it could be like if we were in a different circumstance
0: than the one we're in. I mean, Star Wars gives me the feeling of what it would be like if I were in a different circumstance, too. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That's what movies are. But it's you know got a plot that I can follow. It's
1: got a plot. That's the difference. This movie didn't have a plot. Right. On that was the point. It did that on purpose.
0: It's like saying, "Hey, read this book and then the book is just like pictures." And the and the pictures don't have anything to do with one another. Okay,
1: now I'm mad at you.
0: <laughs> now I'm mad.
1: <laughs> they have to do with each other every <laughs> <laughs> okay. No,
0: I'm not saying that nothing had to do with one another in this movie.
1: That's what you just said. You said if it's a picture I'm say- book, I'm the saying pictures that- don't have to do it with anything.
0: No, the 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 book has nothing to do with it's a metaphor. Okay. A plot is one of the essential ingredients in a movie. It needs a plot. And
1: and the plot of this movie is following a nomad as she travels across the country getting jobs and finding her life that's a dumb plot that's your opinion (laughs) and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter especially in this case (laughs) your opinion has never mattered less than right now
0: (laughs) i feel like you're putting me in a corner because i did enjoy the movie more than more than it's
1: making me i do want you to know he's sitting in a chair right now in the corner of this room so if anyone put him in this corner it was himself
0: nobody puts me in a corner
1: you're being a baby, <laughs> and you're in the corner, and we're in a nursery right now <laughs> because Matt is having a baby. Well,
0: my wife is having
1: a baby. She's growing human life in her body. It's a miracle. Another miracle would have been if Matt liked this movie. I came into this knowing, so that's why I'm able to stay calm. I I just want the listeners to, to just you know if you're gonna if you're gonna listen to one side, just listen to my
0: side. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Frances McDormand, 100% deserve. Best actress, mm-hmm. right? Chloe Zhao. Did she get best director? She did. She got best editing though. Also, right? She did not. Oh well, that should have been flip- flipped. I don't know what else was nominated for best director, but I but I can see cinematography. Mm-hmm. This should have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Did it? Nope. Best picture. Mm-hmm. They
1: got it, baby. <laughs> They got Best Picture. So did the artist. Also, maybe don't look up too much because I have an Oscar slash Nomadland quiz coming for you later on.
0: I just want to go down the list of what they were nominated for. No, Best Picture winners and uh, pick out the ones that are shitty. Everyone
1: knows that Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan at the Oscars for best, Best Picture. We understand this. We understand that Green Book beat whatever else was nominated the year that Green Book was nominated. Nomadland was an an amazing movie. And Chloe Zhao definitely deserved Best Director. And honestly, part of it is just the fact that despite the fact that you think it's a jumbling of things that don't really have much point of being together. No,
0: that's... What what I was getting to was that that's not a book. That's just a collection of pictures, and and this to me, I'm not saying it wasn't a movie, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a collection of scenes that all had the same actress in. And it. the
1: fact that all of it came together to actually have a complete meaning, where everything, where I thought all of the acting was great with non-actors I mean Chloe Zhao deserved it another thing is I mean I would be laughed out of a room in like a film club if I called this experimental because it's not experimental but maybe in the sense of how you just recently described a movie with needing plot and stuff maybe story-wise this is experimental in the sense that it's you know not following the rules and I just you know I just kind of dig that listen we can go around and around and around and around.
0: The 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 fact of the matter is that Cody enjoys watching older women poop in a bucket. I do, because <laughs> it was it was real. That scene legitimately was real. I think it was. No, it was. I ba- read about it
1: on trivia. It said like they were doing camera tests, right. And her stomach all of a sudden got upset, and they they right. kept that shit. Right. No pun intended. Yeah. And so she got best actress. Okay. I think we've both kind of said our piece about Nomadland. Mm-hmm. I think part of the fun of a podcast like this is, you know, if we have listeners, <laughs> they're agreeing with one of us right now. Yeah. And, you know, in your world over there in your corner, you, you feel that you are right. And I, well, not even right, but like, you know, you have your opinion. I have my opinion over here. And it's it, it's better than one of us just having this podcast and just talking about it with no one else here. <laughs> At least we have a discussion going. That be, I mean, we're not going to talk to each other the rest of the night after we get off. That. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess I feel like it would be good to, to uh, kind of have our, our little final pieces. I'm, I'm almost terrified to ask you what star rating <laughs> you give this. But. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about a star rating. We're going to find out live on the air what Matt's star rating is. Okay. Directing. And it's out of five, right? Yep. Okay. Acting. Writing. Plot. (laughs) Editing. Okay. Cinematography. Okay. Sound. Okay. Score. Divided by eight. Three and a half. Okay. Okay. Now I know what a lot of you are thinking. Matt treated this movie like a bucket, and that's, he was Francis McDormand. That's okay? what I was trying to say. <laughs> and is he that just gave I gave it I, three and a half stars. You know, I, I
0: just I enjoyed it more than I felt like I was coming across. <laughs> this is a Nola Holmes all over again. It was it was but writing? I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. That might have been a little generous. And Did you give it a zero for plot? I gave it a one for plot.
1: Honestly, based on everything you've said, that was generous that you gave it a one for plot.
0: (laughs) I didn't know zero was an option.
1: (laughs) I technically wouldn't ever give anything zero. I would probably
0: give it like a 0.5 at the lowest maybe, but would you recommend it, Matt? I would recommend it in the way that I recommend it. Like, don't just go off of what we say. Like, Mm -hmm. watch it and make your own opinions. Right. I will not be watching this movie ever again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm giving this movie five stars.
1: Five stars. Same as Endgame. (laughs) Very similar movie. (laughs) And I would highly recommend the movie. I agree with Matt that it's like, obviously make your own opinion. But, you know, if someone came up to me and was like, have you seen Nomadland? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, should I watch it? I'd be like, yeah. Highly recommended. Loved it. Loved it a lot.
0: And Matt... If someone, if someone asked me if they should watch it, I'd say, yeah, just know but, what you're in for. Yeah, It's not fun. You're not going to learn anything. Ah,
1: see, uh, we're, now we're going to get into it again. I think you do <laughs> learn things, but okay. We have fun. We have some fun coming up. <laughs> so now, now that we somehow have limped our way through the end of Nomadland... I'm I'm sitting here, much as I did watching it, bleeding profusely from all the times Matt stabbed me in the back. <laughs> I, had, I had to rewind a couple of times from, from falling asleep. It's okay. He gave it three and a half stars. Okay. <laughs> um. So, I put together like a little quiz. Oh, so boy. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> shut up. I put together a little quiz, and this quiz is only four questions long, okay? You have to at least get three right to pass okay okay all right which i don't even think is real is accurate i think if you get three right what is that that's 75 <laughs> so you will get a c which you would pass. pass you yeah. would pass yeah. yeah you should know um we're i'm just gonna keep going for like the jugular <laughs> like i'm just gonna get more and more personal with insults <laughs> because you weren't a fan of a nomad <laughs> this is the movie that ends the podcast right right
0: <laughs> which is anyway why i wanted to watch it okay oh the day. god
1: matt wasn't good in school okay um so <laughs> no so these questions are like about the oscars but also geared kind of towards nomadland and so there's four questions in total like i said
0: is it how many oscar uh shows did i fall asleep during
1: <laughs> how many how many oscar per, uh presentations mm-hmm.
0: did i fall asleep during <laughs> much much like i fell asleep during nomadland <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> got suspended from school so um <laughs> i'm actually i'm gonna be cutting out all of the insights i don't, I'm I don't care to you. oh okay he got suspended from school. <laughs> <laughs> after
0: i mean cool
1: kids here's the nomadland slash oscars quiz for matt a little fun you can play at home you can play at home too okay after winning best actress for nomadland frances mcdormand became the second woman in history to win best actress three times who was the first? And now I have multiple choices. I don't but... need it. Okay, who is it? Catherine Hepburn. He is right. Oh my God, one correct. He only needs two more to pass, <laughs> three more to get 100%. Nomadland was nominated for Best Cinematography, but it did not win somehow. What film did win?
0: Do I get multiple choices? You do. Are you going to give me all the nominees?
1: No, I just wrote three of them down. Okay. Mank? Judas and the Black Messiah or News of the World? I think it was Mank. It was Mank. You got to, right. We're moving on. We're going to the $1,000 questions now. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot to tell you. You're going to get $10,000 if you win this. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know who you're going to get it from, but someone. We're going to steal gonna it. You're going to get it over time. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is more of a Nomadland question. What was the name of Fern's van in Nomadland? Vanguard. That's right. I kind of want to give you the multiple choice though. Paint,
0: Guinevere,
1: or Vanguard?
0: Paint was, fanky. She
1: it wasn't swanky. It swanky. was it was someone in the group oh, though. I uh, think it was the black woman
0: that told her story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it takes her where she ain't. Right. Yep. Which is and, pretty uh, funny. And uh, Guinevere was from onward. That's right. You
1: finally found the little uh, <laughs> Easter egg. We watched that movie. Okay, last question. So you're <laughs> you're three out of three right now. So here's the last one. Threve. He's Threve, yes. I already mentioned Frances McDormand and, and her three best actress wins. She also became the first person in Oscar history for something. What was it? So... Is it winning three Best Actress Awards consecutively, winning Oscars as both a producer and a performer for the same film, or Most Best Actress nominations with 17 nominations? It was B. Which is winning Oscars as both producer and performer for the same film. Correct. You just got four for four. You just (laughs) won $10,000 from the cash cap, which is copyright probably. For a bonus point, do you know which actress has been nominated for 17 nominations? Let's see if I can get you to get something wrong. I, I want to say Meryl Streep. So then say it. Meryl Streep. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is like everyone always thinks of Meryl Streep as having like the most uh, like actress Oscars. But she's she just has the most nominations. Right. She's got three.
0: Two for lead and one for supporting.
1: Exactly. And so... Now Frances McDormand has three for best actress, so that's more than Meryl Streep has for best actress, so that makes her, she's the best actress. She's very good. She's amazing.
0: Did you see three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri? No, but I would love to. It's phenomenal. There's some plot in it? Yeah, way more plot gotcha. than in this. Are there any billboards in it? Three. Three three of them
1: yeah. okay that's a lot okay yeah. <laughs> so yeah that that was our episode on nomadland went pretty much exactly how i thought it would i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope all three of you enjoyed it <laughs> however many of you there are out there you could let us know because we do have an email address that's let's run that back pod at gmail.com
0: yeah the only people who ever uh, email us is a. Uh stitcher and spotify
1: (laughs) yeah exactly um and then we also have an instagram let's run that back our website is let's run that back.com
0: apple podcasts wants us to uh put a subscription Mm. we can't even get people to listen (laughs) for free
1: yeah we keep getting emails that are like we've got great ads for your podcast yeah but you don't want them on our (laughs) podcast yeah
0: We're not going to move units.
1: Exactly. Thank you for listening. I think Bruce is now crying, so I think it's time for us to go. He watched Nomadland with me. Oh, okay. All he wanted to watch was Bolt, so that was your fault. Yep. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. And thank you for listening. We'll see you down the road.